Good morning and welcome to episode 411. Before we begin, I'd like to apologize in advance because today is one of those fewer queue recording sessions. So I'm currently on the queue and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for any length of time now, you know that this is how we've been living in the capital city of, um, of Nigeria, Abuja. Uh, I think also people in Lagos and other parts of the country have been living like this for a couple of months now. And... Um, yeah, so as it is, it's just part of our daily reality. So I'm not going to complain about that. But uh, basically, just to let you guys know that just as with previous um, Fioku recording sessions, I might have to stop, do some uh, James Bond driving to make sure that nobody cuts in ahead of me in front of the queue. And um, yes, yeah, so I might be starting and stopping the recording at uh, different points. So with that out of the way, um, let's move straight into the meat of today's show. So today I would like to look at a failed networking scenario. Now, if you've been listening, listening to the show for any length of time, you know that previously I've um, riffed on this whole idea that when you're networking, it should be a question-led process and it should be focused on the other person. Because so many people, when they're in networking sessions or networking opportunities, you know, you run into someone um, at an event or something, you're wondering, what is it should I say? And the focus shouldn't be on what should you say, but rather, what kind of questions should you ask? And the question should be directed at um, the other person. So you shouldn't talk about what you do in the beginning, but rather you should use, um, uh, start off, well, lead with questions about uh, them their interests, their roles, uh, their likes, their motivations, you know, stuff like that. Because these are the kind of topics that will allow you to um, build empathy with them, first of all. And then um, later on, it's going to give room to explore how their interests, uh, how their career, how their business interests and whatever, how that aligns with yours. And through that, you're going to be able to push forward business endeavors, personal endeavors, political endeavors, or any other thing that you guys are working on. So the goal shouldn't be to figure out um, what to say, but the questions to ask. So if this is your first time listening and you'd like some more about this um, perspective to networking, then when you're done listening to this episode, just um, head back to the menu, scroll. Um, we have a few hundred episodes so far. Okay, we have 414 episodes. Okay, this is the 414th. So scroll down. Eventually, you find something that has networking in the title, and then you can listen to that for more details uh, to this approach. So I'm not going to rehash the philosophy or the um, or the principles behind that. So uh, then I've also explored in other podcasts um, the idea that no one is perfect and that we all make mistakes, including those of us who should know better. So it should come, um, it shouldn't come across to you guys as a surprise that people like me who talk about um, sales, sometimes about marketing, sometimes about networking, that sometimes you run afoul of um, the very things that we preach. So it shouldn't surprise you guys because after all, we're only human. And in fact, I've heard uh, Grant Cardone say it himself. He's a uh, sales trainer based in America. He has uh, said that he's not perfect. And so, you know, he doesn't deny when he's running a uh, debrief or looking at a scenario and there are times when he um, effed up a conversation. So it's something he'll be open about. And so I'm being open about that uh, as well. Now, there are times when I'm going to fall um, short, and that is part of what we're going to be looking at today. So, this is supposed to be, uh, number one, an inspiration to those of you who think that um, 
there's stuff that you know, stuff that you should be doing, but you don't do. So this is inspiration, more or less, just so that, okay, maybe it's not inspiration. I'll just let you know that you guys um, are not alone and that you shouldn't be too hard on yourself because it's a human flaw and we all fall into that from um, time to time. So, um, yeah, so let's get uh, right to the crux of the matter. So today, um, like I said, we're going to be looking at a case scenario for how I fail to practice what I preach. And uh, this is a case study also to that we can use to practice how we're going to network in live scenarios that most of us find ourselves in. Now, where was I? I was at the Hilton Hotel. This was two days ago. Uh, there was an event there, the NNPC, that's the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation, I think. Well, I hope that's the correct title. So the NNPC. So the event was for uh, the award of some... Um, was for the award of some uh, contracts. Some people had been awarded um, marginal field contracts. Well, actually, I call them marginal fields because back when I was in uni and I was studying law, that's what we used to call them back then, marginal fields. And now they're called something else. Uh, I guess just to signify that it's a different um, legal regime. So uh, for those of you who um, went to school at the time that I did, and you know a little bit about um, oil and gas law, so just know that marginal oil fields, that's not the... Um, that's not the uh, the legal regime that governs these sort of things anymore. But anyway, the idea behind it is uh, quite simple, that you have small um, oil fields in the country, either offshore or onshore, and uh, for the international companies, these uh, oil fields are too small uh, to make any sense to them because they have too much scale. So for international oil companies, they're looking for huge wells that you tap in and you get uh, billions of barrels of oil, and that's the kind of thing that they're looking for. So small oil fields don't make sense. And so the Nigerian government um, decades ago started awarding those small oil fields to in, um, indigenous companies. So let's say folks like uh, me and maybe you were able to get together, raise a couple of million, and we think that we can go and uh, prospect for oil. And we think it's a good business model. We're able to raise financing. Then the Nigerian government would um, give you a license so that you could go ahead and uh, run it, even though you're not uh, Total and you're not Shell and you're none of the uh, big corporations. So basically, that's what we're doing at um, NNPC. The uh, the event was to celebrate those people who had been um, awarded uh, the contracts. Now, why was I there? Especially since you guys know that I am not in the oil and gas space, except for the fact that that is what I studied back when I was in school. So I was there because we were providing light and stage management. We were also providing photography services and um, video coverage. So that's what we were doing at the event. When I do become an oil magnate and an oil and gas big boy, I will let you guys know and we'll talk about that on the podcast. But for then, or rather for now, uh, I'm not there yet. And then, um, so who was the person that I ran into this field networking session? It was someone, a contact from Sigma Pensions. And Sigma Pensions is one of those uh, pension providers in um, Nigeria that we have provided end-of-year multimedia coverage for. Um, in the past, we've done their end-of-year parties and uh, let's see what else. Some health campaigns that they have done and then publicity campaigns that they've done around Abuja. So that's the sort of coverage that we have provided uh, for them. Photography, uh, video, uh, photo booth, uh, what else? Uh, light, I think. I think light, but we haven't done sound for Sigma Pensions, um, for Sigma Pensions before. So, gosh, where was I? I've lost my 
train of thought. Okay, yeah, so the person that um, that this could have been a networking session with. So, yeah, so she happens to work with that organization, and that's um, and that's how uh, I know her. That's why we're familiar. Not like we're on a first-name basis or anything, but, you know, we're familiar. We're saying um, hi from time to time. So how did we meet? Um, it was from a relationship that I got through um, a British Council contact, and that British Council contact I was initially hooked up with from a wedding client. Um, well... Okay, she wasn't a wedding client because we were talking about her for wedding photography services, but then it didn't click, and then she turned to be an inroad um, into the British Council. So from the British Council to Sigma Pensions, and basically that's how I got into the um, corporate space from the corporate and the NGO space um, from uh, doing weddings. And uh, a side note, just in case there's still a professional here who is listening to uh, wedding professional there who's listening to this and who's not quite convinced uh, this is the kind of thing that i talk about when i say you can get future income and profitable business relationships from brides even if they are not all business related that's because there's some people who insist that um, weddings are a one and done so once you collect your money for wedding planning or once you collect your money for wedding photography or wedding videography just collect the money and then say bye bye and then start looking for the next person no you can get much more profitable relationships from there you can get future wedding work and you can get other kinds of work as well as long as you choose to remain um, flexible to doing other things apart from um, weddings. So if you think of yourself as an event professional, then by all means, uh, hang on to their contact details. But if you say you want to do exclusively weddings, then uh, maybe then uh, maybe you let go of that. Sorry, I got distracted. There's some activity going on on the queue outside. I'm trying to figure out... Oh, okay. Looks like we are moving. So this is one of those instances where I have to... Okay, I'm not going to hit pause on the recording. I'll just stay here on the phone while we slide forward. Looks like some people are trying to cut in on the queue. You know, sometimes I think fuel queues would move a lot faster if people just um, stayed in their lane. If we all just joined the queue, eventually we'd buy and we'd be on about our business instead of um, folks trying to be um, smart and then uh, cut corners. But I guess that is just stuff that we have to deal with living in this part of the world where trying to enforce... Anyway, don't mind me just writing on about Nigeria. Okay, I think we've come to a good stop. And so we can resume our recording. And that is if I can remember what it is that I was talking about. Gosh. Okay, yeah. So, uh, bottom line is, um, yeah, we can get future business uh, from uh, the brides and grooms that we do business with. Uh, yeah, I think I just gave a sketch about how um, I'm at an NNPC event, and we're talking to uh, someone who works with Sigma Pensions, but in a roundabout way, the reason why I got to know her and to work with her organization is because of a failed interaction, a failed business interaction with the bride. So we're talking to a bride about weddings, and that didn't happen, but then uh, I got the hookup for um, corporate work um, eventually. So now, what did I do when I saw this lady at the NNPC event? I'm sure you know the answer since I said that this is a failed networking event is because I did absolutely nothing because at the time my mind was focused on making sure that the whole crew was on point uh, I wanted to be sure that the lighting um, spot in part um, sorry the lighting in the photo area was on point because we had a wireless trigger 
that was malfunctioning and so um, it was just basic uh, pre-event jitters just making sure that everything is uh, going on fine and uh, yeah eventually you know she was gone and you know it's a large crowd um, you know, dozens of tables you know hundreds of people a few hundred folks and uh, well anyway I didn't see her again for the rest of the day and then after the event I realized something so I realized that this was a failed opportunity for um, further networking and then also for multi-threading within an account now, I know for most of you listening to this podcast, uh, multi-threading, that word, this is possibly the first time that you've um, heard it, so I'll try and uh, give a sense of what multi-threading uh, means. Now, multi-threading in the corporate space is this idea of having multiple people, different stakeholders, different individuals, different phone numbers, different email addresses, however you want to look at it. But the idea is that you have different people that you talk to within any unit that gives you business. So in other words, if you're doing business with Sigma Pensions or you're doing business with NNPC or you're doing uh, business with, uh, let's say you're trying to get uh, a wedding from the uh, Bay family, the idea is that you shouldn't be talking to just one person. So have multiple contacts in NNPC, not just one person, because people get transferred, people get sacked, uh, people leave, or for some reason people are not available to respond to your calls. So if you have multiple contacts within an organization, uh, if you're a politician, you know you don't just have uh, one person's number within the APC, assuming that you're trying to slide into the APC or the PDP. So you need multiple phone numbers, multiple email addresses, multiple contacts, multiple houses that you can go to, multiple people that you can go see. So basically you're not just working one person when you're trying to push your um agenda through and so that is the idea behind multi-threading so like i said in the wedding space this is going to mean don't just be talking to the bride you're talking to the bride it'd be nice to have the groom's phone number if you if they drop names and the wedding planner is somebody you know you might as well hit the wedding planner and to say hey what's up uh you know that bride nike uh yeah we're talking to her too and you know you get a conversation going there uh if you're if mom C and pop C were at the wedding event sorry at the bridal fair for instance assuming you met them at the uh, bridal fair you might also try to establish a relationship with mommy and daddy as well and the whole idea behind multi-threading is that it makes it easier to get the uh, business so that's how multi-threading would work in the uh in a wedding context so you're talking to the bride to the groom to the wedding planner to the mom, to the dad, to the auntie, whoever it is that hooked you up with the business. So uh, that's the whole idea. Now, what is multi-threading in this context? Or what would multi-threading be in the business context in this particular um, scenario that I've looked at? So um, if I had opened up a conversation with uh, this lady from Cigna Pensions and we event- and we exchanged uh, phone numbers, because remember, I said uh, we've seen a few times before, but it's mostly, you know, hi, hi, and we recognize each other's faces. So if we had gotten into conversation and I exchanged um, contact numbers, uh, contacts, then I would now have someone new to chit chat with within Sigma Pensions, the next time we have an open bid, the next time we have a proposal, or the next time we have an invoice or a quotation or whatever process it is that we're going through uh, for a job that we're trying to get uh, through them. So if I started up that conversation, I would now have another contact within the organization. This would be another um, opportunity for um, multi-threading. Uh, and that is why opportunities like uh, this are a lost um, opportunity, not just for me, but for those of you who happen to um, uh, fail to take advantage of these kinds of situations. Now, what could I have done? 
It's very simple. Like I said at the beginning of today's show, it's about the questions that you ask. It's not about the things that you say. So if I walked up to her and the whole idea was I was trying to show her that um, since the last time we've done business, we've grown. Uh, we've now added stage to our repertoire. We've now added sound to our repertoire. We've now added pyrotechnics. We've now added this. We've now added that. That would be a very boring conversation. I mean, from her own point of view, because she has come to this NMPC uh, function and, uh, you know, to chill, to have fun, uh, to be educated, to meet up with colleagues that she hasn't seen in a while. Lots of different stuff. She's not there to listen to a sales pitch. So rolling up to her and then start giving a sales pitch about why uh, I'm the best and the greatest and that me and my crew uh, are the best in Abuja and all of that, that's the wrong way to go about it. So um, simple and a conversational-led approach. So uh, anything like, hi, nice to see you again. What brings you to this event? Are you an awardee? Um, I didn't know you have a business interest in the oil and gas space. Uh, does Sigma Pension now uh, finance investments in oil? How come you're the one here and not Oga XYZ from finance? That question um, about the Oga XYZ from finance is actually something I can ask because I know the uh, fellow who is in charge of finance because I happened to do the family portraits for them last year around Christmas and I've tried to uh, maintain a relationship with him. So uh, I hope you guys are beginning to see how multi-threading works. So I know uh, somebody from procurement. I know somebody from finance. If I can get an extra phone number, um, it would help as well. And I also know someone from uh, the... Uh, what is that one called? Public relations from the public relations office. Um, so anyway, that's how multi-threading works. You need multiple phone numbers within an organization. So that's um, one question I could have asked. If it turned out that Sigma Pension finances investments in oil, and that's why uh, someone who works in a pension firm is at an NNPC um, event, you know, so you could have uh, taken the conversation that way. Oh, how is Oga XYZ, by the way? How's he doing? How's the family? Um, let's see, what else? Okay, I could have asked questions about what she does with Sigma Pensions, what her own job role um, is. And then there's also that angle of, oh, long time since we last met. Um, have you guys been blah, blah, blah. Eventually, I would have gotten to, can I have your phone number? Would it be okay to keep in touch? Uh, and then the usual, okay, next time I'm passing through the office, I'll... Uh, come by to say hello and that's something that I do anyway that uh, whenever I know multiple people within an organization sometimes you have to go in to drop something like for uh, British some teams of the British Council require that you drop a physical invoice not not just British Council but I think UNICEF okay I haven't done work with UNICEF but there's some NGOs that require that you submit some things in hard copy so after you deliver you're going to submit uh, an invoice in hard copy with the PO um, written on it that's the person the purchase order number on it and then some people also require you to submit a delivery note and i know some of you who are used to doing only weddings will say man this is just a lot of work i want to get paid and well yes just know that i think it's worth the hassle because the thing with uh, corporate gigs is corporate gigs don't pay as well as wedding gigs so like from a wedding photographer point of view for instance you might do one wedding and then collect a ticket of maybe 400 or 500k or something uh spend 100 or 200 grand on deliverables and then keep 300 in your pocket so the idea of doing uh corporate um every single time they call you out maybe it's only uh, 200 grand or 250 or something maybe that might not seem appealing but the good thing about corporate gigs um is that they call you back repeatedly so they might call you in january because 
they want to do photographs of um, the board of uh, trustees or something and then call you back in February because they're doing an unveiling of something and call you in March because they're doing um, a project launch somewhere and uh, let's see what else call you in December for the end of year party and um, uh, what else anyway on and on and on so that's why investing the uh, the effort in corporate accounts. That's the reason why um, it. Uh, it's a, that's why it's a good idea, even if the money is not fantastic, um, like um, the wedding, like the wedding money. Um, where was I? If I went off on that rant. Anyway, I was just trying to show. I mean, explore the different ways in which these conversations could have uh, gone and you can see that all the examples that I came uh, that I came up with you know are you an awardee uh, what brings you to this event you know stuff like that they really have nothing to do with um, what I'm doing now uh, my area of expertise and stuff like that these are simple conversations that allow us to bond on a one-to-one -one level uh, build some level of um, um, rapport and uh, familiarity and um, we'll make it uh, We'll open the doors so that you know future conversations around uh, business and uh, other matters can um, can be uh, introduced. So any of these intros that we have explored so far could have led to a ten-minute conversation, and most importantly, could have led to a new relationship on a deeper relationship with an already existing client. So um, when you're in this kind of scenarios, remember to keep it question-driven and have the other person talking about them. So remember, the intros, the questions that I used, none of them was about me. It was all about what does she do now with the organization, what's she doing here, is there any personal interest with uh, NNPC, um, what else? Stuff like that. So um, where was I? Okay, yeah, so that's it pretty much. So remember to keep your question driven, have the other person um, uh, talking. And now that I, we have run this uh, debrief, I'm sure I'm going to be much more mindful the next time I run into someone at an event that I know. And you should be mindful about these sorts of things uh, too. So you don't always have to be at a formal networking event to be networking. I hope that's the chief lesson that we can learn from here. Because most people, when you show up to an, at an event, you're probably in the mindset of, um, well, if you're a sales professional like I am, you're probably thinking about uh, fulfilling on the job, making sure that the, let's say you're a party planner or a wedding planner, making sure that everything has been properly planned and everything is uh, flowing correctly. Uh, but that, but it could also be a networking opportunity even if you're working. And if you show up for an event because you're the guest and you're just thinking about good food, good music, uh, good company and a good time, it can also be networking as well. Because after all, uh, in Abuja and in Lagos, going to nightclubs is also considered networking because they are professionals uh, that I know, not just in the multimedia um, space, who uh, say that um, hanging out at clubs is a nice way to uh, pick out clients as well because you get to know who is who, you get to know who is the talk of town and um, yeah, and uh, conversations around uh, um, conversations around alcohol and stuff like that could lead to uh, instructing, sorry, interesting business opportunities uh, in the future. So going to nightclubs could also be considered uh, networking. So all you need if you're trapped, okay, sorry, no, trapped is too strong a word. Um, all you need if you're in this kind of um, scenario uh, where you came for one thing and um, networking is not really on the back of your mind, but uh, the situation kind of presents itself. All you need is the right mindset, and all you need is a few questions for both of you to start riffing on. And if you start doing that, it will um, things will be okay. So let me uh, let's see. Let's wrap up this session right now.
because we've uh, gone well past the 20 minute mark so thank you very much for listening to today's recording i will catch you guys at the next one